0: I'll have a You'll have a we'll
1: put a it's
0: just cadals. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Witty Banter, episode number seventy. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams. Joining me today it is the silky slick Max Scott.
1: What it do? What it do, guys?
0: And not here, the absence, <laughs> the elephant in the room. The long, tall Texan Hunter Dorset not joining us today because he has officially started his tour across the United States.
1: He's officially a rock star now. He did it. It's pretty fucking cool. Honestly, it's... Super sick. He's in a that van
0: guy. with a bunch of instruments, schlepping it across the country.
1: He is doing it right now, man. Like seriously, when he because he told me originally, like I am going on tour for two weeks, and I was like, okay, cool. What parts of Texas are you going to? Yeah, and just like yeah, be hitting up North Carolina, Georgia. And I was just like, what? So
0: how do you think he's gonna fare? Because I mean, living out of a van and doing all that for two weeks, it's not gonna be comfortable.
1: It's gonna be rough, but I think he has the heart for it. I think he uh, he has the gusto. He has the stuff.
0: I think ultimately it. he's got it, too. But also, I just like to laugh at the fact that Hunter, of all people, is going to be the one like sleeping in the van and stuff. Because we're, you know? yeah, we're talking about a guy that's <laughs> lived with two TVs in his living room for like the past four years.
1: He has guy gotten accustomed to a certain style himself. of life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the guy loves the luxuries in life. Doesn't mean he can't enjoy the you know, roughing it out there in yeah. the wilderness.
0: He's going to come back so sweaty.
1: The wilderness of Georgia.
0: Well... It's just you and I on the show. It's gonna get real intimate. We're gonna make a lot of kissing sounds. It's a
1: one-on-one right now. This is just yeah. two people chatting. It's a lot more like eavesdropping now for the listener. You know, they're really just like listening to us talk, to us uh-huh. chat. It's gonna be very sweet. <laughs>
0: good, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to our beer review. Woody um, okay. Banter always reviews a beer, and today's beer is actually a suggestion from uh, Ben Ebig. I love that He's guy. He's been coming in with the suggestions and the questions all the time. Thank you so much, Ben. He went to so com to suggest a beer, and you can do that as well. Now, Max, this is a beer that I'm pretty sure most of us are aware of. I know I certainly was, and yeah. I never thought to review it because of how popular and ubiquitous it was, but this is the Arrogant Bastard Ale.
1: Everybody, this is like... That sort of like well-known bottle that you've seen in your local grocery stores now for like a few years, right? Yep. So everybody knows the name. Everybody knows what it looks like. But it was, I was kind of the same way when you were like, dude, we got to review this one. I was like, dog, that's the arrogant bastard. And then I think you asked me if I had tried it. And I was just like,
0: no. No. You know, I've had, it, <laughs> no I've on had it once. I've had it once. Addie? It's been a few years. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to review. I do want to read their little notes yeah. from uh, the brewery about the beer because it's kind of funny.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It says, At Arrogant Bastard Brewing Company, we believe that pandering to the lowest common denominator represents the height of tyranny, a virtual form of keeping the consumer barefoot and stupid. <laughs> Brought forth upon an unsuspecting public in 1997, Arrogant, Brewing, or Arrogant Bastard Ale openly challenged the tyrannical overlords who were brazenly attempting to keep Americans chained to the shackles of poor taste. That's pretty cool. I mean, I didn't realize that this beer is that old. Yeah. How Honestly, long does it say it's been around? It says 1997. <laughs> Man. Geez. So look, nice. I poured mine up. It's a deep, like mahogany brown and red.
1: I thought it was gonna be a lot darker, but
0: really, I thought it'd be lighter. Well,
1: we have no idea what this beer is. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> let's, let's be real. Uh, the The head, the head that I got was actually quite big, and it was like a tan,
1: like a khaki, yeah. creamy like, type of uh, color. Almost caramelly. And it, like, kind of um, fell down a little bit, but it, like, held its own as it got closer. Like, it just, like, showed you, hey, look at how big and crazy this is. Came down to, like, just, like, a nice head on the top of it. It didn't dissipate, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I totally get you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down, man. <laughs> All right, have you given this fucker a sip?
1: Um, yeah, I just did. Is um, it arrogant? So far, I mean, like, nothing's really standing out to me, per se. Hmm.
0: Okay, so it's seven point two percent alcohol by volume. So it's not like the biggest, thickest beer in the world.
1: I, for some so, reason I think it's just the bottle that made me like assume this is gonna be a more like aggressive tasting beer. Uh-huh. But it's not nearly as like in your face as I kinda thought it was gonna be. And I you don't, don't mean get, with like weird I'm, flavor profiles, I just mean like with boldness, you know.
0: Well, I just I've always thought that this thing was gonna be huge and bitter. Mm-hmm. And I mean the back half of this beer is Pretty much just bitterness.
1: It's bitter once it, like, leaves. Once it,
0: yeah, it yeah. leaves you with that.
1: You don't taste it in the beer. You taste it in the aftermath of the arrogant bastard. Yeah, yeah. Just There's like any a- arrogant bastard that comes <laughs> through, you know? The second he leaves, you're just like, oh, shit. No, this is, this is Yeah, bitter.
0: I'm going to have to wait on this one to try to get more um, flavor notes from it.
1: Yeah. But
0: so far, I think, expectedly, the the biggest trait is, is that bitterness right at the... Uh, the tail end of the drink. I mean, it's this, I just opened it and we've got a little time for this thing to continue to warm up and stuff. I have a feeling it's going to get pretty formidable,
1: you know? Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, Max, let's go ahead and uh, get the witty banter started. This is witty banter. (laughs) Here's the something. deal, I feel Max. Like
1: we're, we're we're taking what? like a little bit of like a casual approach to this episode, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, well, how do you feel right now? This is
1: pretty chill. So far, I feel I'm feeling loose. good. This is pretty nice. This is a nice vibe in here, you know? It's pretty it's not easy too to crowded, get the Show started, right? You know, right. <laughs> Just feel like we're hanging out, you know? We've well, been talking these... a lot lately, doing yeah. a lot of cool stuff. Yeah.
0: Here's the deal. Um, I'm gonna throw a little curveball in here. I didn't get any fucking news stories for this episode.
1: That's good. I was hoping that you didn't, because we have a lot to dude. So we're good friends, you would say. Well, yeah, we could say we're that best buds, I would say, at least okay. a set of, you know? Yes. But that being said, we really don't talk like that much in person as much as we might want to. We
0: live in two know? different cities.
1: That's true. It's tough. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, yeah, we're both pretty busy people. You know, we got busy lives going on. And I'm, I'm yeah. excited for this episode to just kind of like hash out some stuff that we've been needing to talk about.
0: Sure, For I mean. While. But what's weird about the show is, you know, like first of all, I need the news when it was just me and Hunter because Hunter and I just have zero chemistry.
1: Yeah, and that guy. If, we totally hired him on just because he's good with numbers, you know that kind right. of right. Yeah,
0: and if I don't have something to throw at him to talk about, it's like staring at a wall.
1: Yeah, you know? exactly. It just bounces right back at you. Like what happens when you throw just a baseball as hard as you can at a brick wall? <laughs> you get smashed in the face, you know. Exactly. Of course. Yeah. Totally. But what I'm also
0: a little nervous about is, dude, so you know this. I've had an identity crisis with what this show is for a while. Like, I don't know how to describe this show to people. And I don't quite understand or know. And this is bad because it's our fucking show. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what the through line is for why so many different types of people listen. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like this show brings a lot of different things together, right? We've got. Um, We've got the beer aspect and we by no means claim to be beer experts We're more like Mm -hmm. just beer enthusiasts We just want to talk about it and we don't try to be like Super informative to the nth degree. It's more of just hey We're a bunch of guys drinking beer and then we talk about news stories from from tech to movies to video games um, And we try to be funny. We're usually fall pretty flat on that note.
1: Yeah, I mean we think we're funny So that's what's important
0: exactly. That's what I mean. This is really more of a masturbatory effort than anything (laughs) Um, But Uh. when we have like these different people, we got people who listen for the video game stuff. We got people who listen for the beer things. I'm like, I I wonder, like, are they sticking in till the 45th minute when we're starting to rant about really nerdy video game things? You know, like, are they here for us? Like, what the fuck is this?
1: I mean, I think we've always taken the approach of like, let's just start as professional as possible. Let's like hit this, like, Hey, these are us, you know, this is like the beer we're drinking. Let's read, like read the beer notes. And like, here's the first story. And like slowly as the stories go through, you kind of just like, I don't want to say like entangles at the end, but you know, then we kind of get to the more looser end, you know? Cause it's yeah. like, if you come in, you come in for the structure and if you stay, you stay for the friendship, you know, you you stay for the the personality, you know, you stay for us, you know, you don't necessarily (laughs) stay for the, oh, the the insight on what the new game is of the year or something going on like that. That's the
0: other thing is I feel like when I talk about news, I cannot be less insightful. I'm either (laughs) talking about stuff that I honestly realize I don't really know much about, especially when we talk about things like self-driving cars and, Mm -hmm. and space, or when we talk about video games, I feel like I'm just being a blowhard who's trying to sound like he knows what he's talking about.
1: I think they, I think you know more than the average person. You're a man of the industry, man. You yeah. guys just you guys are getting the game out, right? I mean, you guys are dumb- coming out, yeah, man. Anyway, yeah, let's crack down to what we need to talk about, Max. Yeah, I well, cut you off earlier. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is perfect. I mean, I think that's the first thing. I think some crazy things have happened in both of our lives. You guys finished your game this week. That's cool. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's it's supposed to be coming out soon. We pulled a 17-hour fucking day on Monday.
1: That's, like, unreal. I was awake
0: for 20 hours,
1: dude. There was a time when I worked two full eight-hour, like, jobs, and I still never worked that long all the way through, like, ever. I think that was the
0: longest I've worked um, in one solid go. I I realized.
1: hours? That's over two full shifts. That's, yeah, that's
0: what one of my coworkers said today. He's like, we basically put in two days worth of work that day. I was like, fuck, we did.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) And what was
0: wild was like, towards like, you know, 2 a.m. or whatever, I Mm -hmm. felt straight up just unsober.
1: You know, like there was
0: like some delirium there. I had drank (laughs) a bunch of coffee. And so that was going through. And like, I could tell walking down the hallways that my just perception was different, you know?
1: There is a, um, there's like a lot of studies gone by like sleep deprivation and what that can do to your body, like almost like hallucinogenic and almost like the same way that like drugs would affect you. Like you, yeah. you probably hit that like wall of just like everything kind of focusing in and your body using every last aspect of caffeine or yeah. just energy that was in there and just like put them all to the proper use, you know, nothing was, that was being absolutely left. it. Yeah, man.
0: And then yesterday was like my recovery day and I seriously, I feel like yesterday didn't happen yeah like it was just a mute a moot point now, like i it just feels like I'm distant memory at this point, like <laughs> you and I played some street Fighter, but I was barely even alive. I felt like it was I like, barely
1: a day for you, you yeah, know what I, I mean? took
0: another nap at like seven o'clock and woke up at like nine and then still went to bed <laughs> at like ten. you know it was ridiculous.
1: You didn't know where the dream stopped and where the life began. you know it's kind of <laughs> one of those
0: I'm just uh, name but, my memoir right? <laughs> well, I' so, we'll yeah, tell dude. you that
1: the those beatings you got in Street Fighter were definitely very real, you know what I mean. Again, I hope they feel real, you know. I
0: hope you understand that <laughs> it is hard. It is hard to keep coming back to that game, and like that's what I was. When we I was getting my ass whipped over and over yesterday. I was like, "Can we play something else? Like, why don't we play <laughs> anything
1: else?" Like, dude, I dude, I am down to play. What if you tell me a game to go get so we can play it together? I'll play any game with you together. You you've earned it for sure, man. You put you've in the time, it. dude. You've gotten good at Street Fighter. That's the only reason why I can like feel like I can fully push you around a little bit because uh-huh. dude, you're, you're better than you say you are. You well, talk, I like, all I like to milk it. I try to get stuff.
0: as much, uh, as much sympathy compliments as I can.
1: You are a hustler for sure. You're just the guy who's like at somebody else's house. and Okay, like, hey, you play Street Fighter, right? You're like picking up the controller upside down. And you're like, I'm not sure if I can. Um, I don't really know. And then you just like, boom, CA combo off the bat.
0: Yeah. Well, did I tell you the story when I was uh, in my dorm freshman year of, of college and there was a Guitar Hero like no, play no. <laughs> going on? And I walked up and I was like, hey, like is this Guitar Hero 2? And it was clearly a Guitar Hero 3. And they're like, nah, no, it's Guitar Hero 3. And I was like, oh, sweet. And they're like, can I try? like, yeah, sure. Like, what difficulty do you want? Have you ever played before? And I was like, no, I haven't. And it was like, oh, okay, well, uh, you should probably try like medium or hard. I was like, let's just do expert. And they're yeah, like, dude, you oh, just match
1: the colors, right? It doesn't seem so, yeah. so tricky. I'll try, Strong like, when such the colors a, come up, right? And like
0: after the 20 seconds wore off where they were like surprised, then I just realized that I was that asshole who was like, yeah, yeah, I'm actually finish, really
1: good at this you had To video finish game. the song while everybody, it already died down. They're just like, oh, okay. And was like sitting there in awkwardness, <laughs> yeah. soloing, just like the pitter patters on it. Exactly. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> it was weird. But yeah, dude, I mean, you've been working your ass off too. I feel like this summer's been the only reason why we've been able to play video games is because. Class has died down and stuff like that i mean you've been yeah. a busy dude i know that you've
1: been struggling with that i've been a busy guy i mean just in a whole bunch of different ways i'm spreading myself a little thin uh between just work home life and uh finished up my second like sign language class at school i'm at yeah. that point now where i'm like comfortably like i don't want to say i'm fluent by any means but like i'm definitely comfortable with, like, walking around you know, i can talk to anybody i can get my ideas across so that's been really tight how's that feel it's been really good you it's know, super satisfying, isn't I, it? I cannot wait for the future. I cannot wait to just like easily say that I'm just like fluent in another language. I think that's gonna be super sick. Definitely. Um other than that, I mean I've been <laughs> me and uh my girlfriend have been definitely knocking out some real cool stuff lately. So okay.
0: Yeah. Lay this out. Cause this you, is definitely dope as shit.
1: It is sick. So if you know who I am, you know, if you've ever met me, if you've ever heard my name, you know that I have like very few interests. Right. But one of the key ones is definitely street fighter. I've been playing street fighter for a while. I love street fighter. It's the best thing in the world. My girlfriend. By a while, we mean like five years. Yeah, I know. Right. So, yeah. So for my birthday, <laughs> my girlfriend surprised me with a, um, a Karen Kanzuki, uh, cosplay outfit, right? And it was just, like, out of nowhere, right? We get this package in the mail. Um, we both don't really know what to think right now. She opens it up, and she's just she bought it from, like, another cosplayer, right? Like, somebody who takes it very seriously. Somebody who had pictures up of herself in the cosplay outfit, and she looked okay, whatever, blah, blah. But she, she bought the outfit, and, like, we both just kind of knew, like, okay, don't get excited when I put this on, because we're going right. to get it tailored. It's going to be perfect, don't worry. But from the second... My girlfriend put the entire outfit on. It was just like flawlessly perfect. We didn't change anything about it. She looks great in it. We ended yeah. up kind of uh, we got this wig that we like didn't really like the way that the wig looked on it because it you know that kind of makes it more like a costume. Sure. And we ended up cutting the ends of the these like little braids off of it and just like pinning them into the back of her hair, blending it all together with the color of her hair. And then we went out and took these amazing. Photos that, yeah, they're super out, cool. You did it, a good job, too. Yeah, and, yeah, and don't yeah, to no, brand, I did, yeah, but I mean, the photographer was moi, right? Um, obviously, with a lot of help from her because my girlfriend is a professional photographer. Um, so she, we got to use her camera. We went out to the Japanese Botanical Gardens out here in uh, Houston, and I swear to god, like the, the setup could not have been more perfect. It was ridiculous, just cherry blossoms, beautiful uh, Asian scenery. Uh, just really amazing looking stuff, man. And we ended up getting some really good shots. I was not confident in my own abilities. I thought for sure I was going to end up like ruining it with just terrible photos. Yeah. But whatever Andrea did to those photos afterwards made them just pop and sparkle. And they are awesome. And if you haven't seen them, definitely go check them out, lovelylevity.com that is Andrew's oh she's got him up on her site got him up on, yeah, site him up on the site Hell as well yeah. as all of her other professional yeah, photography stuff so it it's just really made
0: popular. me really lay into the idea that we need to do a full on Street Fighter
1: 5 squad for Halloween oh yeah well, we got I mean I don't know if our costumes are going to turn out as good as that one we just end up walking around with Andra and our just like you know cut off shirts looking like I'm going to just and,
0: buy a Karate Man
1: gi and be I mean, Ryu you gotta be Ryu I mean, and then the, just get the big fake eyebrows you know? yeah you no, gotta be Cody. You can pull off Cody. I need to get jacked in the next like month, then for well, sure. Well,
0: <laughs> Cody's just—you got the lazy face. You can do that.
1: What you're trying to say?
0: You know how your face you looks like
1: <laughs> falling off the side of your face? <laughs> yeah. You know, like Excuse when me? someone looks really stupid. <laughs> yeah. You're really pulling that one in good. Yeah. No, I'm really deep. And that being said, so we posted up. Um, I posted up a picture. Uh, from the actual shoot, just like a couple of them to give people a little bit of a taste. And uh, we're showing them off a little bit, and the very next day, I swear to God, I was logged into Facebook, and it was just like, whoa, hey, we're pretty sure your Facebook got hacked. And I was just thinking, like, okay, whatever. I signed in on, like, a computer that wasn't mine or whatever. It's cool. And it's like, did you sign in from South Korea? Oh, and I was fuck. just like, no. <laughs> so, I don't mean to jump to conclusions, but the next day after I posted these excellent Karen Kanzuki Cosplay outfit photos, and then get my Facebook hacked. I don't know what they were trying to do, but that is super weird. Access. Have you
0: been freaking out like trying to cancel your um, credit card and stuff like that? I mean, like, what do you what, what steps do you take after seeing that?
1: Um. So, I, honestly, like, the biggest thing is that there are so many like accounts that are logged in through my Facebook, like my Spotify, and things that aren't you know things that aren't like as crippling, right? But there was just a lot of things that I kind of had to go back through and like were deactivated, and then you have to like think for a second what your passwords and everything are, and then other than that, I mean, no. I didn't or maybe I should go no. back through and check it out. I keep a pretty good eye on my credit card statements and stuff. I don't mess around with that a little bit. I guess that's true. Mm. Well, Max, it's been about a week now since that movie
0: called The Suicide Squad came out. You and I mm. used to be the two guys who we would get excited about comic book superhero movies. I'd yeah. say up until about a year and a half ago.
1: Dude, in the not even that, dude, it's just like we were the dudes who defended Man of Steel.
0: I'm still gonna defend it.
1: Yeah, Man of Steel for sure. Man of Steel. It's a good movie, dude. Fight me, man, I swear. <laughs> fight me, I will <laughs> you man of steel in your ass. Dude, and I was just like, I don't know what everybody's talking about. Everybody's just, like, jumping the gun. And I hated, um not like hated, that's a strong word, but I just was not into, like, kind of the first wave of Marvel comic book movies, really. Like, Iron Man was okay, blah, blah. I thought both the Thors were fucking super boring. Avengers was cool, but, like, I just didn't think that anything, honestly, one of my, like, my favorite movies were usually, like, what, like the Watchmen uh, a couple of the Batman movies and yeah, like, I mean, Man no. of Steel. I mean, those are some of my favorite ones. So I was just almost like a DC fanboy. But let me tell you, it's been hard to keep on top of that train as of late.
0: I've just fallen out completely with superhero stuff. Period, dude. I just don't care anymore.
1: Well, it's just definitely. I've becoming... tried to care.
0: I thought I was going to go see this movie. Like I've I've always held out to like a bastion of of, like, there's going to be one thing that's going to be redeeming, right? Yeah. I'd always say, like, I'm fucking done with superhero movies, but I'll see Batman versus Superman. Yeah. I didn't I didn't end up seeing that.
1: Didn't see it either. And
0: then I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll see Suicide Squad. And then it was finally to the point where I was like, I'm not going to go waste money on this. Dude. I'm not going to do this to myself.
1: And it's like, it all has to do with the fact that DC is owned by Warner Brothers, man. Like... Man it is the, like, man it's the is corporations, down us, man dude
0: They let their creativity just huge, flow
1: like Superman's IBM. They fucking would man It would be fucking sick dude The whole big problem apparently that's going on with Suicide Squad Is that whoever designed the trailers For it essentially just like Reinvented the movie when they made these trailers And like did not portray how the movie Was going to be at all And then they got so much positive response from both of those Trailers that they were like oh shit we should probably Make this movie like dark and, like, funny dark and, like, cool like that. And then they end up just, like, trying to last-minute hash together these weird scenes and it ended up being, like, just this, like, crazy tonal fucking shenanigans, this debacle between, like, what they want to be and identity crisis within a movie. I mean, that's what I've only heard, but, like, from what it sounds like, it's just they need to give people more flexibility in playing around with these characters. Because if you don't, dude, like... Like on the surface, the DC characters are fucking bland.
0: Ever, dude. I'm sorry, but superheroes are bland.
1: Yeah, but I mean, okay, out of the two, though, like DC characters are the more generic, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I
0: guess because they what they they kind of were there first. Yeah, for the most part. But no, I mean that movie just looked like a fucking hot topic. Had a to, you know circle jerk.
1: I remember when we saw the trailers that you were down. I was
0: down to try, man.
1: Like, <laughs> I was down for a sip but not like the whole thing, man.
0: Because the whole thing is, I just, everyone, after uh, the Joker in The Dark Knight, I just want to see more Joker. But I don't even know how well that that's been received or anything. I know that you're a, a fan of Batman and shit. Like, I. Yeah. And I
1: mean, that's the Batman, thing, right? When, I, when so I talk shit, about
0: holding out for one more movie, it's like, I know that uh, Ben Affleck's doing his Batman movie. And I thought that I'd be the one who would say, like, oh, if it's Batman, I'll go see it. But I'm, I don't think I'm even going to. I just don't have my hopes up, dude.
1: Well, hopefully if we just put our hopes like in the gutter, you know, if we just like keep all of our expectations at the very bottom yeah, where they deserve we to be. go fucking just see a movie and it's like pretty good, maybe we'll enjoy it, you know, because I think that is honestly just a big thing, too, is that people have such weird expectations for movies now and they're very, I don't rarely, understand it. They're very rarely like, like, um, like the same as the person next to them, you know? So, you end up just like almost not being able, because Suicide Squad still did really well.
0: But I mean, the first week, I'm pretty sure I heard something like,
1: wait, how long has it been out? Was it? Last Friday.
0: Right? Was it last Friday? Okay. No.
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's before that.
0: Who knows? Days just fly. Well, <laughs> Tuesdays. Right? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I mean, for a movie that's been like literally like shat on critically. Yep. I mean, I think it's still doing all right. So, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just hard to
0: get excited about it anymore. <laughs> one thing I am excited about, though, Max, is yeah. I finally listened to a Nails album for the first time.
1: Yeah, you told me that. But did Holy, you ever get the name of it?
0: Uh, you Are Not One of Us or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah,
1: the newest one? Yeah. Dude, it's heavy.
0: Holy shit. That was the, some of the heaviest music I've listened to in a long time.
1: And that's not just, like, us being, like... You know, dude, I've listened to like an actual metal album for the first time and it was like right. really mean. You know, yeah. like we both have pretty good experiences in metal. I think we both take different approaches to it. But from what I've heard of metal, like legitimately, I feel like Nails is probably one of, if not the heaviest, legitimate me- metal albums that I've ever heard. Like, or albums have, ugh, legitimate metal albums that have been produced. I mean, both of those albums, even the one before that, Abandon All Life, was just like unheard of heavy, dude. The riffs in there, are like, Reached into my fucking like soul and shook it around, dude. Hit it against the walls, man. It was crazy.
0: Yeah. We were sitting there on the couch playing Street Fighter, Andrew and I, and the sound was just so raw and dense that it felt like I was at a sweaty club just like listening to these people. And like we'd be mid round or whatever, and we would both just stop and like fucking bang our heads like a bunch of goth
1: nerds. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because once those, and that was the best part about Nail's songs to me is that one for the most part they're all pretty short which is yeah. cool because they sometimes they just fly you by like it's like the Misfits yeah dude they just come in they fucking break up the place and then they just bounce man and it's super cool and even within the songs themselves they usually have these like ridiculous change ups like they'll start off with just this like fucking meaty stompy riff dude and then just like take a stompy. breath and just fucking Go speed it up by twofold and just <laughs> like go super fucking fast, and it was super sick.
0: Yeah, uh, well, a lot of the song changes, like, I mean, since there are so many different song changes, it almost felt like just one long, continuous exercise in music, yeah. you know? Like, it when a song would change, you could hear it and you could tell, but it also kind of didn't feel that much different from some of those mid song just switches, yeah. you know? And it, it just kept its momentum up and it would just change. The either the rhythm or the pacing just enough to just, like, okay, we're here now, and now we're in this, in this groove or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, they were fucking taking you for a ride, man. That being said, so, like, so when it comes to an album, we've talked about this like that. Like, what did you think about, like, the album as a whole? Because I, I know we've said on the podcast before, between the two of us, Yeah, you are kind of like the album guy. You're the guy who's like, let's listen to this from beginning to end you know, let it take us on this fucking journey. Let me put it yeah, on my record player. And I say it player. just like that, you know, I'm like, look the man, you want Nobody this fucking astral talk plane for the
0: experience where you just like get to know your own subconscious. <laughs> we'll just put the needle on the record yeah. dude, and just let the day guide you.
1: You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? Just
0: fucking let your feelings be the guide, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cause we've gotten into it. The last time I know we talked, we got into a little bit of like a discussion about like, I think from you, you're able to, I think, find albums um, whether they be modern or not find albums that you confidently say like, Oh, I like everything about this. Al- like I love this album. Yeah. This Album as a whole. While I've almost reserved the idea of like my favorite albums are like almost the only albums that I like as a whole, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I very rarely, even some of my favorite artists, I don't think put out consistent albums all the way through. Um, I was just going kind of wanted to bring that up again just because I feel like, I'm not gonna say that about nails. I don't really think that that's like the case because I almost look at nails to me as like a novelty, in some sense. To where like I don't necessarily think I'm like a big metalhead. I don't love metal music. I don't dig deep within the metal like archives or the metal like mindset.
0: Well, metal's so big that if you say you're like a metalhead, some asshole out there's gonna be like, "No, you're not. You don't even listen or whatever."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Exactly. But what are like some albums that you would say? are albums that you would like defend as being consistently song to song to song, like the right choices for song changes, definitely all the way to the end, like being consistent, solid albums. I mean... or not. Like The Sword, their first two oh, that's records. Like my exact example is what I don't agree with. Sure. I love and The Sword, man. I am a huge Sword fan. I fucking think The Sword are awesome. That but being look, said, let's... Let's draw
0: analogies to other to other forms of art, right? Like okay. you wouldn't just watch – like when you like the movie Pulp Fiction or Kill Bill, mm-hmm. it's not that you're like, well, I really just like these ten scenes. I skip the rest of the movie. It's like, no, there's pacing in there and there are points of – Slowness that, without the context of the rest of the movie, probably wouldn't make sense. But they set up these other moments perfectly so that they pay off even greater. And I think albums and slower songs that maybe don't stand well by themselves are doing the same thing. You know?
1: No, I man. You keep bringing up the idea of like slow songs or the songs I'm pointing out. That's not what I'm pointing out at all, dude. Weak songs aren't just the slow songs, dude. By sure. any mean. yeah.
0: Well, I don't know. It's tough. It's I don't. It's not that I'm saying. I'm I'm not trying to defend bad, poor music mm-hmm. for the sake it's like, well, you need a bad song there to make the rest look good. It's that there are songs that on their own I probably wouldn't be into and I would probably be bored with, but when they're in the context of the album, that's what makes me really get into them, you know? Okay. See I've And never, I feel like that's yeah. what you're kind of missing out on because I feel like you're the kind of person who's just gonna skip the song rather than like think about maybe why that song is paced the way it's paced or, yeah. you know, why that song is there.
1: I can definitely see what you're talking about with that. But at the same time, like, I feel like I I have, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to listen to an album the whole way through every time. I get that maybe it's a part of, like, this bigger picture and taken out of the context. I don't think it works the same with, like, talking about scenes of a movie as it does with an album and songs and things like that. The fact that you why can, not? like... I mean, a a film is a
0: greater whole that's, like, broken into different scenes that set each other up.
1: Yeah, but it's going to be not, like, the same. I still don't look at parts of a movie and think, like, I'm bored now, but it's only because it's exciting on either half. You know, like, I I don't think that that's very fair to say. I think I should be able to pick out songs between and, like, show them off and, like, show what they sound like. And I guess there's definitely, like, different degrees of that because there are literal songs that build up the next song like there's definitely like interludes or something in an album that might build up the next song and that's kind of a different case but that's not the songs that I'm talking about like I would never say that like dude the opening track on that ghost album is so fucking like short like what the yeah. fuck and it's not even like music half the time it's just like yeah. like that's not fair that's not what I'm it's talking because about. the next song that
0: comes out it hits
1: you like a wave man but on that same album it's like you need to like ride that wave into something distinct and you need to like bring yourself up to points and like down to points. Like you said, like you can go down into like the lower parts and still like maintain that like raw or whatever aspect that the, the band is supposed to be bringing or wants to bring to the table. And I think that that album is a good example that I think kind of falls off near the end, except for Genesis. I think Genesis is a fucking tight track.
0: Genesis is sweet. No, I mean, there's definitely poor tracks. On that first Ghost record, and like I don't know, I always feel like when we get in this conversation, I end up almost de facto defending like bad music, which is not what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's just that if you take Radiohead's um, "King of the Thief" for or King "Hail to the, the thief. thief," "King of the Thief," <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Hunter? Um, "Hail to the, <laughs> to the Thief," for instance, there's a song on there that's like really like incredibly slow, very just weird. There's only like a 10 second pickup like a breakdown for a moment and then it goes back and just like it's almost like a soundscape hmm. and if i were to show that song to anybody on its own they'd be like dude what the fuck is this and even when i listen to it in the album i'm kind of thinking what the fuck is this but it's this perfect like transition in the middle of the record and it's it's this perfect moment to like take a breather and just like kind of listen with your ears hey, listen with your ear listen with, listen your, ears. with your with your mind thinking what am I anticipating, you know? And it puts you in this really strange just place that I think makes the back six tracks that much more powerful or at least yeah. more um, impactful, you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from and maybe if you're like looking at them on this, this bigger spectrum that my, I might just be missing something. And it's also just like my, my interest in music is just not the same as yours. it's not, as into, like, the storytelling aspect of music and how that can kind of be. I I am more into, like, the more intimate uh, level of connection between, like, a song and, like, how it can make you feel on a more, like, um, ambiguous area in a a way that's kind of harder to describe than just, like, how I feel about the lyrics themselves. It could just be, like, the tone, you know, that really draws me into music and stuff. But I don't know. I just kind of wanted to bring that up because I remember us kind of talking about, like, the difference between like what a bad song on an album is and what like a song is. That's just like building up the other songs. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think you it's
0: know. a, I think it's an interesting discussion that you and I will probably be having for a Ever?
1: long time
0: because <laughs> it, it's just weird when, when the bands come out with new music, I almost want to find something that we are both into so that we can say, let's listen to this album together. Cause I, you know, I do think that you just listen to, to songs, um, And that's fine. But I wonder if we could like try to grab onto something at the same time in order that that way that we're both on the same footing, you know,
1: no, 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 I I agree. And it's almost kind of gotten really hard because I feel like something that brought us together when We were young. Was our, our musical interests? Oh,
0: dude, hundred percent. That's like why that's we why became we good became friends. Best
1: friends, man. Was just like how much we love these bands. That even still to this day, like whether it's nostalgia or like how I really feel about the band, I still listen to like Sixty Nine Eyes from time to time. Oh, yeah. I fucking you absolutely know, Misfits for sure. I mean, they're awesome. These bands that we used to listen to when we were a kid, and obviously like our our music tastes have grown, but there's still like the influence. From those bands of like what we used to listen to is still there, and what we yep. listen to, but we just kind of took it in different directions. So it's kind of funny. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, what do you think's the there. most uh, like off the wall genre or artist that you listen to now that you probably couldn't have ever seen yourself listening to back then? You well, know? I
1: mean, honestly, like it just came from <laughs> my desire for a level of intensity. When I was a kid, it sounds so cliche to be like, all I listened to was like metal music or dark music or like something like that. (laughs) And obviously just opening myself up to, you know, things that made me like things that I found to be like more vulnerable sounding. That was definitely something that like started appealing to me as I grew older. Things that um, I like. Dude, I remember I would like almost get upset when songs that were like considered you know rock songs of any kind didn't have solos or something. Yeah, in them. again, yeah. these are all such childish things to like brand music by. But it's just funny how like as I got older, I think I kind of went on to almost like not disliking those things, but like seeing those as being so cliched and so just minute details of what a song has to offer. What about you? Uh, I I just think with almost every.
0: Everything in general now I seek experiences that make me feel scared, nervous and anxious. Like that's a part of like the emotional spectrum that like I think music especially is generally just kind of there to make people feel like happy or upbeat or to get stuck in your head or mm-hmm. you know to lift you up in some sort of way and get you through your day but through like different movies like through horror movies now that i watch um through different video games that i or books that i read and now especially with music I, i really am starting to look for like the more grimier scarier side of i guess the human experience you could put it to sound real pompous and arrogant but like recently i've been listening to electronic music that when I listen to it, I describe it to people and this even, I mean, it's going to sound abrasive now. It's like, I like this music because I picture like a fucking murderer listening yeah. to this. Like when I play games like hotline Miami where it's super hyper violent, I'm like, I picture whoever the protagonist in this game is. I picture them listening to this when they're going through the halls and like <laughs> beating people in the <laughs> bat, you know? And I'm like, and that's cool. It's like, it's like wearing a poetic mask where you get to mm-hmm. be, something else or be somewhere else for a little while when you put it on
1: well, it's also you a know? level of intensity that like you aren't and hopefully won't ever have to deal with on like a yeah. literal term you know hopefully well that's what's so cool
0: about metal is is I watched a documentary that talked about metal and it was just basically there is a level of chaos to it that when you listen to it in a controlled environment you almost kind of feel like you're you can really you can dive into it knowing that it's not real in a lot of ways, like that kind of just pure intensity and chaos to it all. And I think that's something that speaks to me pretty heavily because what, what intense music does to me and especially with metal music is it makes me feel bigger than myself, you know? And you, you kind of hear that phrase used mostly with things like helping people in an organization or people having religious experiences, you know, I felt bigger than myself and like metal music does that to me. You know, there's, I mean, with nails especially, there's a lot of beats in there that were just like, they felt like just straight on marches, you know, and I can just feel myself marching with like, I mean, and it probably also just comes from the movies I watched as a kid, but it feels like I'm going to battle, you know, (laughs) and it's, it's fucking rowdy and it just pumps me up. I love it.
1: Energizing, man. I mean, it's just such an aggressive feeling, man. Um, I mean, it's just something that I'm like, I'm kind of torn because I honestly take a lot of the opposite views when it comes to movies and things like that. Not like the opposite exactly, but I've never been somebody who necessarily loved like scary movies and things like that. And not because I don't like my psyche being messed with by any point, but I like, it's almost how most movies will just like belittle or just like not give any focus to like the idea of like death or just like you just at a point you might try to ask yourself like, okay, am I being entertained by watching somebody die or am I being entertained by a story? And it's almost what might come along with like, that's the kind of argument that people make to me about like metal, like, why would you listen to this if it's just so angry sounding or so like aggressive and mean sounding? And it's like, well, I'm not really listening to it. Like for that, like you're missing all the points that I am like that I'm hearing. And it's more so about like this, like intensity and this emotion and this just like drive that I'm getting from these songs. It's not because I'm like the lyrics of this metal song might be, you know, something very like evil sounding. And it's not like I'm Mm -hmm. identifying with the evilness. I just one find it interesting and two think that the music behind it is pulsating.
0: Well, but to be completely honest, some of that evil feeling is what I do enjoy tapping into because mm. I feel like I can experience it without living it, you know? Yeah. No. And that's especially something I found with Ghost when I never really listened to bands that had sacrilegious lyrics because I found it, like, really cheap and I found it, uh, like, offensive, you yeah. know? And I think Ghost is definitely probably is, – is on – on the surface level, is immediately offensive to most people, and I understand yeah. why. But whenever I really dove into the lyrics, and it was about just some of these songs are about just these like bands of people roaming the s- countryside, like sacrificing humans in order to summon <laughs> a beast. It's like this is fucking ludicrous, <laughs> and yeah. I find it hilarious. Yeah. And I am just totally immersing myself in it because I've never. It, there's a there's a, a point where they are painting a picture in my imagination and I've never seen this picture before and I'd really like to look at it, you yeah.
1: know? No, no, I, I agree. And I think recognizing how, like, off the wall it is is definitely something that separates you from, like, what people might think is somebody being affected by metal music and, like, thinking, you know, backing these ideas, right? When that's not really the case at all. Sure. Yeah.
0: Well, anyways. that was a good little discussion. Yeah, it was nice. Let's go ahead and uh, put halftime in right here, and we'll come back and talk about the beer and uh,
1: do some other stuff. Dope.
0: If you want to follow the show once the mics have turned off, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at wittybantershow. Also, like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash podcast, and help the show get discovered by leaving a review on iTunes. And finally, steer the conversation by sending a question to wittybantershow at gmail.com or suggest a beer for us to review by going to our website, wittybantershow.com. That's enough plugs. Let's get back to the show. Really keep it short and sweet. I can see you're she just trying to be the opposite. Like it's fine. Yeah, trying.
1: trying to be, you know. Offer that contrast that people are looking for. Yeah. That's why they come
0: to Woody Banters, because, God, we just give them such clear we, black and white. Well, we were
1: know. just bonding too much in that first half that I got to let them know we're actually different people, you know. We have our own identities, <laughs> man. <laughs>
0: All right, it's halftime or it was halftime. What what can you what can you give me on this Beer Max? Like I mean, what's what's the experience been so far? How how you feeling about it?
1: I'm going to sum it up in a phrase. I All get right. it. Like I, I get it. it. I understand what the appeal I understand why this beer is successful. I think that this is like one just one of those beers that's just like the step up from shit beer I mean I don't want to give it even that like I don't don't want to like downplay it even that much because this is a good beer I mean it tastes great um there's just nothing like particularly popping about it there's nothing that's just like hitting me in the face it's very even feeling in the flow that being other than like the very bitter end but that's almost in there to be like I almost kind of feel like that's there to be like, hey, look, drink this. Hey, we this. got you, man. Dude. I hope you like beer because, goddamn, we got hops. Well, I mean, like, honestly, just in a way, like, this is what beer tastes like. Hit them with a bunch of shitty bitterness at the end, right? <laughs> like, you know, like, this will put your hair on your chest. But it's really, like, actually very drinkable. Sure. I think it's, you know, it's a good step of beer. I mean, it's got a good flavor to it. Nothing like, it's just super, you know, hop-driven, Um, they aren't very like aggressive at the beginning but then they just end up kind of falling into that sort of like extra bitterness to remind you what it is it's a lot lighter than I thought it was going to be I was worried that like Man, I'm not gonna drink this whole thing by myself. I'm gonna have a tummy ache. But like, this is absolutely <laughs> Your Max is gonna have a yeah, tummy really. ache. Yeah, really. But I mean, it's honestly very drinkable. It's something that I think you can drink with friends. It's something that I think you can drink with like a meal or something too as well. I mean, what are you getting? From I that?
0: bet. Yeah, I wonder what kind of food would go with this because I yeah. bet this would be a good meal beer. Yeah. But no, I I'm kind of kind of I'm going to hit on what you're talking about it about it being even keel. Like mm. I think this beer is actually more complex than it lets on. And I think it handles its complexity pretty well.
1: Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I'm getting kind of the same thing, too. That it's just like doing itself really well in a way to where it almost feels so smooth that it feels like simple. When you smell it, it's got like.
0: I want to say there's a tinge of sweetness to the smell for me. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just kind of like a malty character because you need a lot of malt to back up that huge bitter backbone, you know? And it also. It tastes a little nutty. I think I'm gonna is what I is yeah. what I'm trying to put my finger on. I think it it has some nut characteristic to it that's actually pretty pleasant. And of course, in the smell, you also just get like kind of a, a dank hoppy. I mean, it smells like putting your face into a barrel of hops, you know. Yeah. And I do I do like that. There's something just inherently beer about that smell. You know, you don't really use hops in anything else. So when you get a lot of it, it's like, yeah, all right, this is. This is, mm-hmm. it's just trying to be a big and bold beer and it's handling it well because it's that boldness in the back end. I mean, it's, it's bitter. It's like you get a big gulp of it and it goes down kind of easy. And then the last bit, it stings you, you know,
1: yeah. but I like the sting I'm digging, it. <laughs> but I'm also like a masochist when it comes to stings. So
0: yeah, I mean, it's like the dark souls of beer. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Max, we are not going to do a segment because we have got quite a bit of mail to go through.
1: Yeah, we have a backlog of mail. It ends up what we were talking about in the last podcast is real. Yeah, you, you were giving were, me a little, little shit. I was just shit. being funny. I didn't think anybody actually did email us, but apparently <laughs> it did, and it got lost in the server. There was actual server problems. So this one comes from Witty Banter's
0: super fan EBIG. Or Eat e- fuck
1: Ben Ebig. <laughs> EBig Ben.
0: Yeah, what up, EBig? Yeah. Um, he emailed the show at Wittybantershow at gmail.com just like you can. And this one was actually supposed to, I think, go to our last week's episode where we came back from the whole debacle. And he says, yeah. The internet rejoices with your return. Welcome back, Witty Banter. And I say thank you, Ben. My question this week did you ever think about quitting the podcast during this experience? And if so, what kept you going? Sincerely, Ben Ebig. Well, Max, you
1: just became a podcaster. Yeah, that's the that's the last thing I wanted to happen. You know, like, and I, I, not for a split second did I think that, like, the podcast was over. As much as I did just think, like, how long is it going to take us to get back on track? Sure. Yeah, because, it's, I mean, that was a big loss, dude. Like, we laugh about it now. But, dude, I, mean, I laughed was, about it right then. We laughed there at the time. We laughed right after, and we're still laughing <laughs> about it. But still, it was just like an incredible loss for three, you know, young millennials to just, just a experience, bunch of fucking you know,
0: entitled millennial fucks uh, yeah, sitting in the parking lot, shit, really yeah. get what was coming to them, you know,
1: said, buy me more microphones. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know about you, but I had no that never even crossed my mind that the podcast was over. Not in that
0: moment. And it definitely I mean, no, that experience to me wasn't we got to end the show or anything to me. It mm. was just like, I can't fucking believe I drove all the way to Houston, to <laughs> get my shit stolen.
1: I have to you know? fucking see my friends. But friend. I will say
0: there have been times where it's, I question like, why do I even, why do I do a podcast? You yeah. know, when, when we you, know, you and I have kind of talked about time management and, uh, just increasing, an increasing feeling that we're too busy. And I realize that the podcast is something I do completely out of my own, Like, there's no reason why I need to do this. I just do it. And there's definitely been times where I'm like, I wonder if I should just like stop. Like this is, even though it's one night a week and you know, well it's more than that now. Like we, it takes time to, for Hunter to edit these things. And then I got to make, I got to do all the social media stuff. Like it takes a lot of, it takes a good amount of time out of the week. And it's, there were, there have been times where it's like, well, I could, I feel like I could spend that time doing maybe something different and, Maybe no one would really notice. Yeah, but at the same time, I I think that we might reach more people than we realize, and especially after shrinkage, seeing some of the responses I got from some of those episodes about maybe some of what we said like actually touched somebody in a way that was a little inappropriate, but um, <laughs> also Be pleasant. Yeah. The inappropriate, inappropriately pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind that's kind of cool, you know? And I, I still think that there is some special sauce in here that might, that can get us to a point where we see significant growth. And that's yeah. why I, I'm not going to stop until I, until I, until I think I've done everything I possibly can to make this something that's like sustainable, that maybe can even sustain us, you yeah,
1: know? Exactly. I mean, that's, so, that's the dream. That's every podcaster's dream at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I mean, it's, for me, it's just been great talking to you guys on the regular and getting a solid conversation in like this every week, you know? Because we are busy guys, you know. It's hard to get the three of us together to just chit chat like that, you know? Well, so it's, it's something that you cool. have
0: to plan your week around every week. You know, you can't that like
1: being an adult? God. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever an adult is. <laughs> but I have a lot okay. of fun, so no, I yeah. don't plan on stopping it. This next
0: question comes from the one and only Dunter Horse set. Yes. And he says, in his first one, he says, go home, Witty Banter, you're drunk. He says, hey, beer boinkers, I would like to clarify that you did have an email last week. And the fact of the matter <laughs> is, Witty Banter is the only way I'm going to become internet famous. He says, get <laughs> wrecked. Dunter, never blame the inter- internet horset. If Dunter Horset gets internet famous before we do, I'm going to be pissed.
1: <laughs> just a serial podcast emailer named Dunter Dorset, and we just get lost by the wayside.
0: Yeah, I'd be like, you Horse said, making the rounds on the internet, asking the most gripping questions we've ever seen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who will he email next? Oh, man. No. Did we answer? Th- what? Did- Wait, go ahead.
0: No, What, what? were you going to say? What, Wait, was, did you organize something? Was, what, I think you had a... We- okay, we- did we answer this question already? He says, if you could kill off any character from a television show, who would it be and why? I, I think we've answered that one, right? I
1: haven't answered that question. Okay, well that was that, that was his next question. I was gonna say, what was the question or what was the email that he sent in? Was it that one?
0: It was that one, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, kill off any character from a TV series. That's actually really good.
0: I think I've got mine.
1: You got yours already? Did you ever
0: watch Lost? Yeah. Do you remember the character Ben that they meet? He's like the
1: like the head of the head of the, the, the island or whatever half yeah. islander people. Yeah. Yeah, he'd like to kill that guy off.
0: Fuck that guy!
1: Really? Is it because that guy was of, slimy? Well, I mean, he was a good character. I, I mean, he was a good character, right? Uh, are you just yeah. trying to kill him for like the sake of the protagonists? Like, well, help him out by killing him off.
0: It's not, it's just the guy. You he just seemed manipulative and sc- just scummy, and I hated the way he looked. Yeah, he got under my skin.
1: <laughs> so it's just like legitimately, you would be killing him off in the show. So that the show would get, like, on its story better. Not because the character is annoying or, like, the actor is a bad... Because that's what I was thinking was, like, what characters are stupid and useless and take me out of the show?
0: Take me, take you out of the show? I don't know. I haven't watched TV in a good long time.
1: Yeah. I mean, what's what's your answer? Well, for me, I just finished the uh, second season of Daredevil, right? Why would... Yeah. Yeah, it's a six superheroes years. man. Fucking, yeah, but it's like it's like lowbrow superheroes man. You'd like it, you'd check it out. But the <laughs> you, you, you know, you're, you're kind the, of a lowbrow kind of guy. And I don't know if it's just like the character or the actor, but Foggy Nelson, who his his Foggy Nelson, his, uh, his, you know like his right hand man, like best buddy, like they started up the law firm together, is just the most obnoxious character stupid i think that like the hey, act dumb dumb the, yeah. Yeah, big dummy dummy uh, <laughs> stupid actor doesn't face. deliver the lines like appropriately i think it seems super like fake and just i hate that character i legitimately that, that's like, tv man what do you expect What well, there's good tv shows i just finished hannibal season three and it was like the best show i've ever seen in every Mads character mickelson dude it made me forget about the movies. I don't give a fuck about the Hannibal movies. That show is better than those movies, man. I swear. Well,
0: but, I don't think anybody's like out there, you know, trumpeting the Hannibal movies.
1: Or I think like, people stand behind those movies firmly. <laughs> I think people say that those movies are fantastic. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, but I mean, dude, there's definitely shows with solid casts all the way around. And Daredevil is just like one that I like a lot. But like, boy, it would be a lot better without this fucking trash character in there.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Oh. That's mine. I, I feel like I don't have any other good answers besides that one. All mm. right. This next question comes from our friend Ahmed Siddiqui, who went to our website, wittybantershow.com, to submit his question. And he says, Hey, guys, I've been in Denton for a couple of weeks without internet access, so it's nice to come back to some banter. <laughs> Chase, I'm glad to hear that Might and Wright was your second favorite course. If you had taken one of mine, art history would, have be, would be demoted to number two. Interesting. Okay. Okay. He says, here's my question inspired by a conversation that Chase and I had. He says, each of you pick your least favorite insect or pest. How much of your lifetime aggregate income would you be willing to give up to never come within 100 feet of your chosen pest ever again? For example, I would gladly give up fifty thousand dollars of my lifetime income <laughs> in exchange for the peace of mind of never seeing a cockroach again.
1: Dude, well, obviously the first thing I thought of was like cockroaches. But the what thing about, about what?
0: Well, uh, the, what about frogs? I know you're you're not a big frog guy. I mean, the have thing you is, come to peace with your frog fear?
1: That and also, like, I don't come across like frogs randomly. <laughs> but when you balance. do, Max, <laughs> <laughs> think about all those moments are so from jump your life. My is life? It better? <laughs> think about that um huh. no man i mean like for me i i thought of cockroaches first but i think cockroaches is like an easy fix yeah and i'm gonna say that mosquitoes
0: Ooh. is the thing
1: that i would just if i never have to come up i would do yeah 50,000 of my lifetime earnings easily pay what is that's that
0: that's like? actually a really good answer because that's that's less of like I'm afraid of this thing or whatever more of like I just don't have to deal with mosquito bites ever again
1: exactly and they're that's like, really good And if it's in the house somewhere they're harder to take care of than like a roach like a roach you just you know you go over you squash it or if you're like me you put it in a jar like the huge pussy I am and just you're such a pacifist like, man dude yeah. I can't buy do, the, you, the uh, do you do yoga it. in
0: front of it to make sure it gets good vibes? yeah after that?
1: absolutely you know I, I pack it a meal on its way out
0: <laughs> you so that it can it.
1: survive <laughs> So, dude, mosquitoes for sure. That 50, I
0: mean, how much would you be willing to pay?
1: Fifty thousand. I mean, like, I mean, that's.
0: What if it was like that's too cheap? It's got to be a hundred.
1: Of my lifetime earnings, like, at my current rate of income, that's like yeah. four <laughs> <It's> years. <totally>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I would say that like I'm confident. Yeah, I would, I would give a hundred thousand my lifetime, dude. Yeah, I would give it a hundred thousand. That's like where my cutoff would be. I'll deal with it. I'll save the hundred yeah. grand. I'm trying to think
0: of things that just straight up make me, like, shiver. Spiders? And I mean, spiders are bad. I mean, when they're big, they're big. And <laughs> oh, when it's... Oh, buddy. Dude, it's nasty. Yeah. You know, that's a pretty... Everyone knows that. But mm-hmm. grasshoppers fuck my world up. Damn. Like, just big... Like, dude, they look so stupid. They're like these big, <laughs> thick rectangular things with these gigantic legs. And when they like, when they jump and hit you, it's like a thump, dude. It's like a <laughs> <punk thing> fucking <laughs> nails
1: over a little bit.
0: Cause I don't know. I'm one of those people that when a bug gets near me, I just like, I fucking wig out. i just like, really? I will run and flail until it's, I'm gone. You know,
1: it's a very classic, like macho guy is afraid of fucking bugs <laughs> <scenario. Very laughs> Elephant afraid of the rat scenario. <laughs> yeah. But grasshoppers, um, how often do you come into contact with grasshoppers? I mean, not very often. That's something you gotta consider, man.
0: But dude, like locusts as well, or um, like cicadas. Yeah. Just see the sight of those. Cicadas are gross. Oh, That's like it's the grossest thing. Fucking horrifying.
1: <laughs> they are the devil's walking sticks. The devil's insect.
0: Walking sticks—they're the devil's insect. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like that. No, but walking sticks too. There's man. something about the way they move. It's no, just. Cool.
1: No, they're not. They're, they're gr- disgusting. Cool. Like if one was walking on your arm. it's... Not as bad as, like, a cicada or a roach or a spider. There's a million things I would I've still
0: freak the fuck out, dude. I can't do bugs.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just, like, bugs in general. Now you just getting into, like, the overall, like, of course, any bug that's on me that I didn't know was there and surprised <laughs> yeah. me, of course, would just, you know, I wouldn't be like, oh, what's this?
0: Okay, well, let me give my real answer, then. Okay. Uh, I, I got to go with wasps.
1: Dude, that's actually a really good one.
0: Because, dude, any time a wasp is near me, I automatically feel out of my fucking element. Like, I have <laughs> invaded this thing's... Habitat, Like, you're in and its I'm,
1: home. You're like, I didn't realize you lived here, wasp. I'm so sorry. Yeah,
0: I'm so I'm going to leave as soon as I can. I <laughs> promise I'm not
1: afraid. Please don't follow me out. That's a legitimate fear, because wasps... They fucking hurt. Yeah, that's, like, a painful experience. That's something that you, like, get to, like, put on your resume of, like... <laughs> yeah, I've been stung bad. by a yellow jacket. Yeah. graduated <laughs> college, uh, had a kid, got stung by a wasp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Hmm. All right. This next one, Max. This one comes from Hunter Dorset. Hunter? This one from the one and only.
1: Hunter Dorset. Hunter
0: Dorset. Okay. The real one here. Okay. And he says, Asa, you flirty derpies. <laughs> he says, I'm gonna email in since it seems less lame to do to do so, seeing as I'm not on this week's show.
1: It's your one chance. Or I guess one it, of two man, chances. Yeah.
0: That's all you got. So he says, In Houston and Austin, we have lots of homeless people. In nearly all cases, I feel sympathy for those in such a situation, but largely sometimes do I ever – but only sometimes do I ever act on said sympathy to provide any kind of support. And in parentheses he says, Largely driven by my suspicious less cautious nature. Do you think the way we deal, we each deal with the homeless is a good measure of our character and integrity? Also, what do you think is the line between actually providing support out of those of the good of your heart and simply giving something to make you feel better about yourself? Enjoy the deep cuts, gents. Bit up, bit boop. The long, tall Texan, HD.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's just an age-old question, you know. But I think that where we grew up, if it's a surprise to anybody, was... The Woodlands, Texas, where that's, like, not anywhere, you know? Yeah. And then I moved to Houston, and it was, like, you know, I the first day I was up here, ran into, you know, a homeless man. And I was like, oh, wow, like, a homeless man, geez, he needs some help. Geez,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, geez, Whippy. you know?
1: And I knew I had the extra income, and, of course, I gave him something. And then it was just one of those things where, like, you know, every day in Houston you're going to come across that same scenario at least four to five times a day. And if I, like... I mean, dude, I'm not wealthy. I'm not well off, honestly. I'm somebody who doesn't make like a whole lot of money and is trying to get to that point. Right. And mm-hmm. not saying that I'm as, in, in the same boat by any means, but I don't have enough money to give out to everyone. And I think that it's like, OK, if you I think if you if you have the money for charity, then you should or can donate to charity. But you're like, saying
0: you should. Yeah. I mean, so it's like an obligation
1: no, but I mean like from the human consciousness it it may be. I mean you can argue whatever point that you want to where like if you put it back into the system it'll feed back out. But I mean there has to be a little bit of charity at the same time. Um I mean just I like I you can't provide for every homeless person that you see on the streets. I think that I don't think at any point was it ever for me to feel better about myself unless it was maybe like an experience I had when I was like really young. And I thought, like, ooh, I'm so, like, you know, I'm such a nice guy, but I've never, you know, felt that sort of obligation myself. Um, I just think that it's, like, dude, like, people that make millions of dollars, obviously, are the ones that you would, like, ask first. But I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I think that it's, like, ridiculous to say that you should give out a dollar for every homeless person that you see or more than that. I mean, I, like, legitimately would lose a large part of my income, you know, that way. Yeah. So
0: I mean, there's there's this woman who at the intersection right right before my office who I see literally every morning and I never give money to her. And it's honestly because and th- I, this is where a lot of, a lot of like Hunter's dubiousness that he feels is is shared with me where I don't think this woman necessarily like I think she's literally just doing this for money as yeah. in I don't think she's at a point where she's it's a matter of survival as much as I think that she's like, well, I can just do this and get by.
1: Yeah. You know, and
0: I I really fucking hate that. Like that really that really pisses me off. Yeah. But on the other side of that same intersection is this man who he's an older gentleman And he's clearly got um, like medical issues with his legs, like his legs Mm. are crippled, you know, and he's got braces on them and he has got a walker and he's out there in 100 degree heat just doing, I guess what, you know, and Darian is an incredibly giving and she's got one of the biggest hearts I've ever seen on anybody. And, you know, what she says is like. You know, some of these people have medical bills that put them out on the street. Like there are there are reasons and ways that people get into situations that they literally cannot get themselves out of. Yeah. Right. And when I see this man, it's just heartbreaking to see so much struggle like to yeah. to real. It, it, I have sobering moments when I see this guy where um, and I had one recently, I saw him and. I had an opportunity to help and I honestly do want to help. Like next time yeah. I see this guy, I'm going to help him. Um, just cause I, I feel like I, I need not need to, but I just, I want to. Yeah. And w- the second I saw him, um, somebody, it just made me realize that I have never fucking suffered ever. I have never, never. gone Neither through a hardship this, really. like this person has. like, this man had to walk like he was walking away from the street and right in front of him was like this 25 foot hill and he's got crippled legs and he's about to go to wherever he's going to go and like i could never in a million years put myself in the shoes of this man mm-hmm. and 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 make it you know like yeah. the strength that this guy has is just incredible so when it comes to actually helping people I feel like what you should do is not give money, but you should, one, and this is something that Darian tells me a lot, is like sometimes people just want to talk, like they just want to be heard.
1: Yeah.
0: And that can be said for like homeless people, that can be said for, I mean, being um, recognized and acknowledge, acknowledgement goes a really long way. Yeah. But buy things like bananas, things that give a lot of calories and energy and give them um like Gatorade and things like that to help sustain them Mm -hmm. you know because the ones who are just kind of like travelers which you see a lot of in Austin who are just like passing through they're trying to get money from you because they can get so they can get to the next place or whatever or like you know I don't you sometimes they're easy to see and sometimes you can tell that there's someone out there who like is literally just gotten fucked you know and it and it really sucks
1: which is unfortunate that there's so many people who have like taking on the idea of like almost making a job out of that as opposed to like being forced to being in that situation because that's honestly probably like hurt a community of people who really do just like need that little extra handout to like get themselves back up so yeah unfortunate yeah you know.
0: All right. Well, here's the deal, Max. We've been going for a pretty good amount of time here. We still have several questions left. I'm going to go ahead and put the last question in here, and then we're going to save the last few for next show. So okay. we're going to answer Alec Van Aken's question, and Max Kelleher, your question is going to be um, on next week's episode, and I'm really looking forward to that um, discussion, because he asked a really good question.
1: Almost made the cut, Max. Sorry.
0: Almost made it, but you know, it was too good. we got to save you as like a topic of the show next time. Yeah. But this last one comes from Mandy Elkins, and it's titled, Finally, My Favorite Two Banterers.
1: <laughs> I feel, you know. The favorite two geez. Yeah, thank you, man. Cutting in deep
0: there. Yeah. <laughs> she says, that. Hey guys, recently I've been listening to some old episodes, and one big topic that kept coming up was about Xbox and PlayStation exclusives. And by the way, Mandy capitalized PlayStation correctly, which not a lot of people do. You got to capitalize the S in station. And that's impressive. Not a lot of people know that. (laughs) This got me wondering, what has kept the two of you from playing online multiplayer games? She says, I know that y'all are aware of League of Legends, which which is free to play and can be played anywhere that you have an internet connection and a laptop. LOL is normally the most watched game on Twitch, and you can play with your friends whether they have a Mac or a PC. And best of all, Chase, there is lore. And then she goes on to say there are also games such as Heroes of the Storm, World of Warcraft and Dota. However, I never played those games. I cannot speak to them as people who come off as playing a variety of video games, Street Fighter, Guitar Hero, Dark Souls, Halo, et cetera, Why haven't either of you branched into these exclusively online games? Have a um, good one, guys.
1: I think that like it just depends on I think we're both people who love games, you know, in our own ways. Um. I never found myself very just interested in it. I mean, I can make the argument point of like, I just don't have the time to get into a game like that, but I really, but I spend all my time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, (laughs) dude. I'm like, it's because street fighter is what I'm passionate about when it comes to games, man. That's why I spend so much time on just that for the most part. And it's, it's the same sort of concept of where like you get better at league of legends and you become a better player and you become a pro player and you become somebody who is like, you know, like exceptional at that one game against other real people and like dealing with another human beings mindset, as opposed to just being good at like playing the game or like beating the game, you know? Um, I think I have the same idea as, uh, like a law player would that I'm like, I like to practice. I like to test my skills against other players and people and against my friends. And I do it online a lot of the time. Um, I think that purely it's just like an, an interest thing. I think I've, Just from my roots, I've always been somebody who's more into fighting games more than anything else. So if I'm going to pick something in that category, I'm going to pick fighting games. And I'm just not, you know, lore is not necessarily something that's that interesting for me. And I don't think that visually it's that appealing. And I never did, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, lore by itself isn't something that gets me to play games. Um, I am someone who ardently will argue that games should be first and foremost examined as lot lootolo- or um yeah ludological items like narrative in video games is sometimes can can add color to the experience, but what truly matters is the act of playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will live and die by that. It's like, it's something that I often get in, into debates with on people like on Twitter, when they complain about a game story and things like that. Like I, I love to take the approach of, I don't give a fuck about the story. Let's talk about the systems, you know? Yeah. I mean, that being said, I've played games that have, that offer fantastic narratives and I've, you know, loved them. And mm. if people want to look for those, that's fine. Um, But when it comes to League of Legends specifically, one, I just don't play a lot of PC games. And I do play PC games now. I try to play with a controller. And that's a game that's fundamentally like you got to use your keyboard and I can barely even type, you know. (laughs) Um, But kind of to the point you're saying is League of Legends and Dota are incredibly deep. And Mm -hmm. I have a lot of respect for people who play them at a professional level because I understand that... There is a lot of nuance there and even, you know, I actually I think the Dota World Championships are happening like this week and I will put those on uh, Twitch when I'm like yeah. at work. Not because I know what's going on, but just because like I can feel the energy and I can mm-hmm. tell that things are happening. Um, But like you said, there's only so much time. And if I in a, in a game like that, you have to kind of dedicate yourself solely to playing it and get better in, getting better at it. And right now that game for me is Street Fighter V. And I will also say that I am the kind of person who tries to make a big effort at playing a lot of games. Like I want to be well, I want to come well equipped to any discussion about the majority of games. And even if I don't play them, I also try to do my best of just knowing about them. Mm. Like I pride myself on the fact that like I've got a group text message where literally at almost any point in time, someone can ask me, hey, Chase, what do you think about this game? And I'll probably have something to tell them. Yeah, And I'm really proud of that. Um, and so when it comes to, to League of Leg- Legends, like one, it just doesn't look, it just doesn't look appealing to me. So I don't play, no. you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to other online multiplayer games in general, it's just, it's usually the time investment that it, that keeps me away from it. Like yeah. I played Halo five for a few months and you get online, you, you actually practice, you know, yeah. and it, it's fun, but it's something that like, it usually is the first thing to fall by the wayside when other responsibilities take over. You Absolutely.
1: Know? Of course. That's cool. a good question.
0: Yeah. Thank you for the question, Mandy. Um, we're going to go in, in the question segment there. Uh, and thank you everyone who emailed in. Of course you can do that. wittybantershow at show at gmail.com or you can go to our website, wittybantershow.com. Um, if we didn't get to your question, we'll, will, we will read it next week and you know, feel free to send more. We we're more than happy to keep answering.
1: <laughs> we're going to, yeah, hopefully we don't have to make up a segment for the next episode too. So great.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, All right, Max, let's go ahead and put some scores on these beers and get out of
1: here. Excellent. Um, Dude, this beer is, like, it's good. I mean, I think it's a good beer. I think that there's a reason why it's, like, so popular as it is. I think it's a reason why I've seen it before. Um, I mean, I expected something different from it. It's a lot more drinkable than I thought it was going to be. It's got just, like, a nice smooth start with, like, a lot of diversity in the end because it ends up being so bitter. Um, I just don't think that there's anything that really like pops out to it. I would say that it's just like a really good average tasting beer. So just you don't gonna, think the
0: bitter is like the pop out thing though? Like the, the trait?
1: Not anymore. Like, dude, I've, I've had like bitterer beers. I've had like more hoppy hop driven beers and things like that. And I think that that's something that really, you know, it stands out honestly, just in like craft beer culture to me almost or in like hop driven craft beer culture that I'm always going to taste that sort of bitterness. Uh, Which I'm really
0: happy that a lot of that stuff starting to go away because I, I was getting quite sick of just bitter. Exactly. Beers. Yeah, dude.
1: And um, but that being said, this isn't like a sickeningly bitter beer. I mean, it's 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 good. It's smooth and it's easy to drink, and I appreciate it. Um, I'm gonna give it a real solid seven.
0: Nice. Okay. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to pull out fa- flavor profiles in on this one, but I'm gonna stand by the fact that it smells and on the upfront taste tastes kind of nutty to me. Yeah. Uh there's a lot of malt characteristics in there and it's like got a tinge of sweetness in the very in like very upfront but that bitterness is just it stings my tongue pretty quickly now. Like it just washes over my mouth and it it's there. You yeah. got to you got to pull your britches up and do the Texas tuck to come <laughs> to the table and get this and get ready for this one, yeah. you know. Um, but that being said, it's, it's a beer that like, I really like to take like big sips, like big gulps out of, and I just have like one and then I set it down and it's not a beer that I'm going to drink all the time. But I think it is a beer where it's like, maybe this would be a good beer to start out with where you're you're, like, you're with friends, you're about to go out to the bar and you're like, I'm going to fucking kick it off with an arrogant bastard because it's going to put me in the right mindset to keep drinking big, strong beers, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I do think it's a little more complex than maybe people think it is. And I think it pulls it off well. So I'm going to give this one an eight. Eight.
1: Yeah, let's go. Awesome. All yeah. right,
0: Max. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this show up. That was episode number one of the two episode Chase Max special.
1: This is part one. Part two. Things yeah, get so interesting.
0: We got them nice and uh, moist well, yeah. this time around. We're going to come and cash in on that in the next episode.
1: Ooh, get ready for that one. It was just a warm up. <laughs> We're doing layups. <laughs>
0: We're doing layups. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, So, Witty Banter is on iTunes. Just search for Witty Banter. Hit subscribe, and all of our episodes will show up in your download queue for free. You can also go to our website, which is wittybantershow.com, to download all the episodes. And we are on a variety of Android-based applications. And if we're not on one that you use, please just shoot us an email to Show at gmail.com and we will put them up there immediately. You can also use that email address to ask us questions, or you can just go to uh, wittybantershow.com. I want to thank Ben Ebig for the beer recommendation. It has been awesome having people recommend beers for us, and we absolutely love it. We have a few more recommendations in the pipeline, so if we haven't gotten to it, uh, please be patient with us. It takes us some time to um, sync up and get our and buy our beers together, yeah. so it's coming. But Ben, thank you so much for the recommendation again. Yeah, it's awesome beer. Um, I am on Twitter. I'm at Bodacious Chase. Max is. At Maxi Dangus and Max, I just I'm over 300 followers, man. Where are you at, dog?
1: (laughs) This is a competition. It's it's quality over quantity. I mean, like my followers really, you know, they they engage. Yeah, exactly. I get you. All right,
0: (laughs) all right. Well, that's been wedding banter episode number 70. Um, Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time.
1: Later.